My name is Michael Hicks. I'm with uh, Hicks Strong Inc. and I'm the vice president and co-founder. So what inspired you to create the organization? Uh, my son. Uh, so we started Hicks Strong in uh, 2019, um, just about six months after losing our son. He was active duty Navy when he died by suicide on February 11th in, in 2019. And after that, um, we really had no, well, before that, we really had no idea how difficult uh, it is in the service. Um, and also, uh, how challenging it is for active duty service members to get help. Um, but after we lost McCoy, we found out that uh, there's quite a bit of uh, issues that need to be addressed and resolved within the services. Um, and it is extremely difficult for service members uh, serving uh, to to ask for mental health uh, resources or, or support. So <clears throat> we started Hickstrong to make it, uh, to basically cut through the red tape and to uh, quickly and uh, easily connect service members with therapists via telehealth, and we cover up to 24 sessions. Um, that's one of the programs that we run. Um, after losing McCoy, uh, my wife had asked one of his shipmates, what is something every sailor wants or needs? And uh, her response was a hug. Uh, and so it is, uh important to us uh to try for for my wife to try to hug every service member she can to let them know that they're loved uh but that's that's really hard to do so we started a program called hug mugs uh our hug mug program um and people can uh, throw hug mug paint and say parties uh, it's a fundraising mechanism for Hickstrong to cover those therapy sessions and they basically spot paint these mugs with love and compassion and then we get them finished, fire glazed, and they're huge mug. Uh, and we send them out to service members to remind them that they're loved, that they matter, and that uh, we want them to be here tomorrow. And there's uh, additional resource information on how to get connected to us should they need our help. Um, actually, the, the the one of the most beautiful things about that program is, is that is the byproduct of what that hug mug does. Um, it actually empowers every service member that has one uh, and is drinking out of one and their friends and their family ask, what is that? Where did you get that? Why do you have that? They get to they get an opportunity to share a life-saving resource with another service member or family member um, and and basically empower themselves to to be a part of the fight to to help others uh, uh, feel hope. Um, so that's really where, where our drive comes from. What is it about just, you know, the little things that make a world of difference? Uh, you know, you'd be surprised how far a hug goes. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised, um, how far a little compassion goes, um, and, and taking the time to, to, to listen to someone that, that might be struggling. Um, and, uh, you know those little things they they add up uh, to to impact the lives of those those service members. So, how has the organization helped your healing process? Uh, you know, um, for the three of us, uh, my my wife and our daughter Sienna, um, will never be healed. Um, 
we will forever live the rest of our lives missing a huge part of our lives, um, uh, a piece of us that's no longer here. So, um, <clears throat> however, I will say um, that helping others uh, and, and doing good uh, and providing support for, for other individuals so that they can heal um, does heal. Uh, and here's the, the way that I describe it. Um, I describe it as uh, on February 11th, uh, my, my heart, our hearts shattered into a billion pieces. And every service member, every family member, every um, supporter that we talk to and we impact with our story is like a little piece of that shattered heart, one of those billion pieces glued back together. Now, over time, it'll start to take on that shape of a heart again, but it'll be cracked, fractured, broken. You know, uh, it won't be pristine and perfect, uh, but that's how I equate the work that we do and doing good for others is that it takes that shattered piece of my heart, puts it back with a little bit of glue, and holds it in place, um, and, and it will never look the same. Have you seen any progress in people just talking about mental health more? Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, not just in the military community, um, but uh, I, which I think in the last two years has increased. Uh, people, uh, service members, are getting more vocal about the atrocities that are happening to them while they're serving. Um, but in the community as a whole, like in the country as a whole, in the mental health industry as a whole, uh, I think people are getting more comfortable uh, at uh, one, uh, saying they're not okay. I think they're seeing it more with public celebrities and, and, and famous people asking for help. So with, with everyone talking about it more and feeling more comfortable, the second thing that I was gonna say is that I think uh, individuals in the country as a whole are, uh, taking self-care a little bit more seriously uh, and 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 trying to do more in in that regard for their for their own self and mental health. Yeah. well, I have I have uh, bipolar disorder too, and I got uh, uh, diagnosed in two thousand and nineteen, but before that, I was, you know, so scared to even get checked or anything to find out what it is. So right. it is you know, at least there is a lot more people coming forward and sharing their stories. So other people know they're not alone. Yeah. Now, if you take the, take it from the stance of a service member, an active duty service member, um, they're, they, if they ask for mental health, behavioral health, there's repercussions that could potentially happen. Um, if they're like military police or they, they do anything with munitions or firearms, they can lose their job. They could get um, uh, belittled and berated by their peers for asking for help, calling them weak and, and, and you know, other choice words. Um, and then uh, and then it also can come down from the command as well uh, and, and impact their promotability uh, within the service. Right? So uh, so there's a lot of things involved with with. Uh, that prevent service members from being able to ask for help, which is why we set up our organization the way we did, is to, to make it simple for them, to give them a safe channel access to be able to ask for help, 
Uh, and we're seeing that in our numbers, uh, being that a majority of the individuals coming to us for care um, have been active duty members. Um, we do serve uh, active duty service members, veterans, and their family members. So uh, we're getting requests across the board, but um, many are active duty. And that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted them to have a safe avenue to be able to say, hey, I, I need to talk to someone and I don't trust my behavioral health on the ship or on you know on base um and that's that's the consensus amongst most service members in is that they, they don't trust the behavioral health within uh within uh their their service um you know that there's confidentiality what has uh some of the feedback been uh well we've we've put uh over uh, 260 individuals through care. Um, many of those individuals, uh, if not all of them, I, I believe in, you know, I can't track everything, right. but a lot of them are still here. Um, many success stories, one, uh, which is, uh, uh, an army vet that I love dearly, uh, Aaron Hines, uh, he put a testimonial on our website, um, and on our YouTube channel that, uh, basically we saved his life and his, his daughter appreciates it um so he gets to spend you know the rest of his life you know having gotten help uh with his daughter uh, and that's that's the type of change type of impact that we want to make right uh, generational change where families are stay intact you know fathers and mothers are still alive for their for their families uh, you know their, their their children um you know, it's it, it's a big, big issue. Um, more and more reports are coming out where the numbers are higher and higher. Um, they're thinking that that number of 22 a day is actually closer to 44 a day. Um, so uh, it's the numbers keep going up um, and we're doing everything we can to 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 help as many as we can. What have you learned from your wife and daughter while uh, working on this mission? Ooh, um, how strong they are. Um, uh, you know, for my daughter, for our daughter, Sienna, um, when she lost McCoy, she lost a huge part of her life, uh, a huge part of her identity. And, um, it's, it, it's shown me that she can overcome, uh, that she can, um, uh, she can get through any tough situation. Um, and accomplish big things. So, and uh, my wife is is the strongest woman I know. Um, she keeps us all together. So, so what are some of the things that motivate you? Um, my motivation is is solar love. Our motivation that's 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 everything we do everything we stand by is centered around love and compassion um that's our motivation uh we, to to ensure that these service members and their families know that that people do care and that that you know what they're dealing with um deserves uh care and and compassion so i've talked to a lot of veterans and nonprofits talking about the transition after service, but how important is it to talk to them and know they're not alone while they're in service? Well, 
it's it's huge it's huge right um because uh you know we try to get in front of uh you know recruits and stuff before they uh you know are finally in to the service so that they know there's an avenue of care right um so if we can get if we can inform them before um before you know they see some of the hard things that they're they're they will see when they uh you know start serving um at least they'll know there's there's a, a, an access path to, to help, right? Um, so when we let service members active know that, hey, there's help out there. So when they get out, when they transition out, they'll at least know how to locate or find help, if not already come have a, have a resource that they remember or recall. Uh, so letting them know while they're in is, is also important very much important. Um, the transitioning portion aspect that you hear from many uh, is a lot of service members feel dropped. They feel, uh, you know, lost when they get out um, because they, they either are not given all of the information or it was just crammed in and they can't remember it all. Um, and and reality, they have to redefine themselves once they transition out. And that's not easy for, for everyone. Um, with the organization, what do you want your son's legacy to be? Uh, my son, our son's legacy. Um, you know, I want McCoy's legacy. He he always stuck up for the little guy. He always cared for the little guy. He was silly, as you can see in this 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 picture back here, <laughs> sticking his tongue out. He's he was silly. He would do anything to make people laugh. Um, but uh, ultimately, I, I would want his legacy to be known that, you know, that in his loss and in his suffering, um, so many people were saved and, and uh, so many people were, were helped uh, as a result of that loss. Where do you want to see the organization in the next three to five years? Uh, next three to five years? Um I would love to see, uh, you know, the community support. Uh, we we run solely on donations and and uh, grants uh, and and funding from public community community and businesses, right? Um, so I, you know, right now we we have a few monthly donors. I'd love to see that number increase. Uh, we're going to be working on some new campaigns for that um, because that that helps us keep us able to help save lives right like it keeps the wheels on the bus moving so i'd love to see the funding come in uh, so that we could help way more people and we could expand uh, our network of therapists we could expand the number of service members that we're able to take on um, and because uh, if, if funding increases then we can help more individuals um, and right now, uh, this year so far, we've seen an uptick in require, care requests, like we need help, right? But we're not seeing an increase in funding um, coming in to match it to support their care. So we're, we're, we need help with funding, donations, uh, sponsorships, partnerships uh, to, to ensure that the work that we're doing to keep our heroes here, you know, the the uh, the people that are sacrificing every day to serve our country, um, and those that have served our country, uh, you know, it's um, it's a, it's important.